You're now listening to the number one podcast on planet Earth. Winners win. Winners win. Mm-hmm. Straight up, they don't cover, which is unfortunate, but they win. Oh, she will. Mm-hmm. And she'll see me, a winner. <laughs> All right, you've come back. I'm fired up. It's uh man, it's a weird time of the year, but it's a time of the year I love because I'm getting fired up for baseball. We're uh football is wrapped up, but we got transfer portal stuff, so it feels like news never stops. Uh and me and Jerry are about to get this thing going this year. We've uh I've had I worked my ass off last year. Jay worked his ass off last year. The rest of the boys they worked their ass off last year to grow this thing and I'm going bigger this year. We've only gotten bigger, but with the help of the people who listen, thank y'all. We are uh, we're going to new heights this year, and me and Jay is about to put in the work and make sure it gets even better and better, even in this strange time of sports. But one of my favorite times for sports. Uh, Jay, how you doing, bro? Doing good, man. Doing good. Just trying to keep up with, like you said, the transfer portal. It's pretty hard. But, it's uh, it's a lot different than it used to be, right? There's no way if they didn't have the internet. There's no way we would keep up with it. Could, yeah, I was thinking uh, about that the other day. You imagine trying to keep up with the transport portal, just following Scooter Hobbs on American Press. Oh my god! First thing <laughs> off the off top, screw Scooter Hobbs. Second thing, oh. <laughs> the next day, yeah, the next day you're reading the American Press and you're like, wait, what? Walker Howard left. You yeah, know, so, next day. And so there was this. That's going to be our first topic. But two days before, I even I I think I texted you the day before, and I was like, man, Walker Howard, Ole Miss is all but done. And yeah, you did tell me that. You just, First one on the first one on the scene about it. For it sure. was uh, so strange situation. First off, I need your reaction when you heard the news. Uh, just his transfer portal news before he got to Ole Miss. What was your What was your thoughts when he got to uh, when he went to the transfer portal? When he got to LSU? What do no, you mean? when he went to the in the transfer portal. What was your thoughts? Yeah, I was just kind of disappointed. You know, I just wanted him. I, it seems to me, I, I don't know. I I can't speak for LSU fans, but to me. It just means something a little more when you have a player from Louisiana, a kid grew up, and you want him to be the next best thing. And he just just disappointed. That's what it pretty much sums it up for me. I just wanted him to be the next best thing when Jaden leaves. I wanted Walker to take it over and have two or three years of starting. And, and I think he, his potential is, is – uh, the ceiling's really high. So I just – I really liked to see him uh, – you know, perform at LSU, but, you know, wish him the best and, you know, I'll be rooting for him, but not when they play LSU. That's a fact. So that's pretty much it. Jay, is there any chance, me and my dear friend Ben Berard, shout out Ben Berard, we're talking, is there any chance that he said next year, like say this year's a wash, did he think mm-hmm. that next year he didn't have a chance to beat out in us? Is there any chance that he thought us was better than him? Maybe so. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, Nelson's got the leg up. He's been there for two years. Uh, and and there's, there's something behind it that we don't know. I don't really think it's NIL money because I think that, you know, his dad, uh, they come from a little money. His dad has a business. Um, uh, it does pretty well. And um, so I don't think it's NIL money. I, I don't know what it is. But I just don't understand how you, you know, you grew up your whole life loving LSU. You, um, your dad was the starting quarterback at LSU. Dad was a starting quarterback who his dad really didn't want him to go to LSU 
in the beginning. I mean, not saying he, he um, discouraged him from going, but he didn't really want him to go. Because I listened to a couple of interviews because when he was at LSU, uh, Jamie Howard, LSU was bad. They that were, was when they and they were rough on Jamie. Like, like, yeah, they booed him and stuff. And so I, I don't think he had a pleasant experience. Probably like Justin, probably like Jordan Jefferson's son going to LSU, you know? That's right. So probably not as bad, but pretty bad, I guess. But anyway, um, I, I just don't understand his thought process. And uh, I'm leaving a team because I'm sitting the bench to go to another team, which they just got um, – Sanders, uh, whatever. Spencer from, Sanders from Oklahoma State, a four-year four starter. Yeah, four-year starter under Mike Gundy just transferred today to Ole Miss. So why would you leave a team that you're sitting the bench and you're going to go to another team with lesser talent to sit the bench? It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, I, I don't know. Like I said, there's got to be something more to behind the story than we know, and we probably never know. The only person that will probably get it out of him it's probably your boy, uh, Mikey Mata, because he's also St. Thomas More alumni. So yeah, he needs to pull that out. We out need that him. interview. Yeah, we need that. That they go mic'd up. So I did see something, and I guess this makes a little sense. A lot of people are thinking Jackson Dart might leave, but he's won his last yeah. two jobs. So like he beat out, yeah, he beat out at USC, and then he beat <laughs> out here. I mean, uh, yeah, but I don't think he's better than than Sanders from um, Oklahoma State. I don't. Yeah, think I'm, so. I'm a fan of Sanders too. He might. He might yeah, he might be a better runner, but I just don't think he's a better passer and decision maker than, than Sanders. I think I think Sanders is good, man. So it's upsetting I I, if uh, if Walker left because say Jackson Dart leaves, and yeah, so he, he I guess he's thinking, okay, I'm not going to play this year, but I'll play, I'll start the next year, and then maybe here it wouldn't have been next year for him. Possibly it could have been us for the two years after that. We don't know, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah, we, yeah, we don't know. And what's crazy is that you wouldn't think because you know, I mean, a coach. Uh, Walker committed to Coach O. I know he signed with Brian Kelly, but he committed when Coach O was there. And but you know his two top choices was uh, LSU and Notre Dame. That was his two top choices. So you would figure since Kelly was recruiting him and Kelly signed him, and you know I just he would be Kelly's guy. But I, maybe he's just that's not the that's not the deal. You know? one we thing, don't know. One thing is for sure about now uh, football now is that nothing's for sure, right? Yeah, I guess so. The the one constant is that everything changes. So it's the the portal. I think it's closing today, actually. So that stuff will start yeah. dying down. But well, you, know, you know how many? Take a guess how many players have entered the transfer portal. Oh, I need that stat. Thirteen hundred and twenty-eight players have entered the transfer portal. That's a lot, Bill. Over eight hundred and fifty are from FBS level. Eight hundred and fifty <laughs> are playing FBS football. Yeah, the wow. other, the other, or from uh, you know Magnese and FCS and whatever. So, but I'm gonna go through our our list real quick. And well, Jay, you you got yeah. the news. We got just a couple hours ago. Dee 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 dee. Breaking news. Kid from Morgan yeah. State come. You got any any info on this kid? Omar Speak Spikes or Speaks or something. I don't know how he spells his last name, but uh, okay. um, he 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 was uh, Oregon State's top tackler on the team last year with 85 tackles. He, uh, he has 304 tackles his, his, uh, his career at Oregon. He's been a four-year. Been there for four years, so he got a COVID year, so this will be a senior season at LSU. Eligible immediately. Um, he said he's had 305 tackles total, I think five or six sacks, I think three or four interceptions, and uh, he was uh, first-team all Pac-12 this year. Jesus so, Christ, I, mean, I did. you just dropped yeah, a bomb so, on me. I didn't know he had all these stats. 
Yeah, yeah. So he's a he's a player, man. I'm uh, just I just hope that the the speed of the SEC is not uh, you know too fast for him because if you remember three or four years ago, Jabril Cox come from Notre Dame. He was supposed to be the next Devin White. North Dakota State. North Dakota State. Oh, what I say? Notre Dame. Oh, that's right. Okay. North Dakota State, and uh, he uh, he's supposed to be the guy, and he just wasn't. You know, he just. I think the speed of the SEC was just like your other your favorite wide receiver that everywhere number seven. Same thing with him. Oh, 2018. You remember? Yeah, 2018. Uh, Joe Burrow's first year from Texas Tech. Yeah, the speed of the SEC was just too much for him. I man. never remember his name. Oh, Jonathan Giles. Jonathan Giles. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he was a uh, so. So I hope he, he's fast enough. I mean. Uh, he can be the middle linebacker and let Harold Perkins be the outside. You still have uh, Greg Penn, yep. but they're also looking. They're also looking at a uh, um, another linebacker from Oklahoma. He's uh, he's actually the second leading tackler. He's in a transfer portal. I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, David Ugo something. I don't know where he's from, okay. but uh, he had 110 tackles on the year. And LSU is one of his top schools. They got him right now as a uh, 100% Ole Miss, so he might be going to Ole Miss, but LSU is also in the running for him. Okay. So if they could pick up him, you know, that would be two really good guys in the transfer portal to uh, to add to the roster to go alongside Harold Perkins, you know. And you need it after losing DeMario Tolan and, uh, you know, et cetera. And Micah linebacker, Baskerville. Micah Baskerville. Linebacker room. Micah Baskerville. Yeah, Greg Little uh, left, you know. Um, so we, we had some transfers leave, but they can shore up that that um, you know the the linebacker room, and then that'll be that would be really good to go because I mean Harold Perkins and uh, and they still got West Weeks, but you know his little brother's coming, so we'll see how how good you know it. So an episode, so, an episode two ago, I asked you what our biggest concerns was. We said cornerback and defense, or you know, cornerback and defensive line. Let me read you LSU uh-huh. transfer portal additions. Um, okay. And something we needed also was a punt returner because look, it's LSU. I get it. We Brian Kelly did a great job of putting Jarvis Landry's little cousin back there, and he never dropped the ball, and he done his job whenever we were bleeding. We you know we put a band aid on the on the bobo. But yeah, it's LSU. This ain't, this ain't- yeah, this ain't 2019 where Burrow and Marshall and Chase and uh, Jefferson is going to march down the field from the five-yard line, the 50-yard line, or the two-yard line. We just need Stingley to just catch it, and that's it. We need to get some little yardage. We need you know, some yardage. Daniels and him out. Brian yeah. Kelly proved uh-huh. it again to see a weakness and go and get it. He went and got Aaron Anderson, the kid from Edna Carr, right, this high school? Yeah. he's from. Did you get a chance to watch him in uh, high school? I did not watch him in high school. Man, he, he came on ESPNU one or two times, and I watched him. He's a – He's a playmaker, man. He's not a very big guy, but he's a uh, he's real elusive, real fast. He's athletic. He's a uh, he should be the real deal at um punt returner, uh, and I'm sure they'll have him in the yeah. slot on some stuff. Yeah, I'm sure they will. So wide receiver Aaron Anderson from Bama went and got Braden Swenson, mm-hmm. edge rusher, another edge mm-hmm. Ovi Agahofo. Uh, correct me, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> That's two of them. Yeah, DL. He was, he was actually. He was actually uh, Texas's probably second best edge rusher on the year. He, if you remember, he's not word number eighteen. He had that big sack against Alabama. That's right. God, that was a good game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. defensive lineman Parishan, defensive tackle Jordan Jefferson, really excited about him. Defensive tackle Jalen Lee, linebacker Omar Speets. Per our conversation, massive deal. Mm-hmm. Denver Harris at cornerback. Remember the name from Texas A yep. and M. Five star player. He was a shithead yeah, he was at a- Texas A and M. <laughs> yeah, he got. He was the one. If everybody remembers, or anybody remembers, or just me and you, because we 
follow us so close. He was the one that was driving through the parking garage and got in trouble. You remember that? On he was Tokyo trip? drifting in a parking garage. Yeah. <laughs> he was a little bow wow sitting, uh, yeah. sitting in the passenger. So he is DK. <laughs> so he was drift king in the, uh, the a parking garage in College Station. And I, there was Another some rumors guy. of after the South Carolina game when they lost that he was smoking some uh, a dab pen or something. But anyways, we welcome uh, him with open arms. Yeah, hell yeah. We need cornerbacks, especially a, a five-star cornerback. We had a guy like that. He, he ended up being pretty good for us, you know. Who's that? Honey Badger. He ended up being pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this dude is a quarter of a Honey Badger, we'll love him. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll take him, huh? Yep. Cornerback Zy Alexander from Southeastern Louisiana, All-American FCS he's, he's, player. Yeah, he's he's a, he's long, man. He's 6'3". He, they said he like Rashard Robinson. He's long and, and physical. So, hopefully, you know, he can be – be really good, man, for us. Side of for Zy Alexander. We've mm-hmm. went over Deuce Chestnut. You told us the stats a couple episodes ago on the uh, the Syracuse kid. Really excited about He's him. He's freshman All American. Freshman All American, man. And then uh, all uh, all ACC team. I mean, we've killed the transfer portal. And last but not least, J.K. Johnson from Ohio State. Another He's good too. Highly recruited. And don't forget. Player. And, and people forget, man. We got still got one from Ohio State that probably could have went pro. Seven banks transferred. Seven banks, man. So I, I'm really excited about. It. I think, I think, I, for as far as defensive backs, you know, I give Kelly and his staff an A plus on getting defensive backs out of the portal and recruiting. You and know, remember, very, very, very important. You kept Greg Brooks and Major Burns. Greg Brooks and Major Burns, and um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, like I said, I think that I think that they did really, really well in the uh, transfer portal. I really do. Uh, um, as far as defensive backs goes, you know. That's right. Jay, I got to ask you if you've heard of, heard about this story. You know, me and you are a anti-Florida Gator podcast. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the story about a man named Jaden Rashada? I did look him up for t- today, maybe on Rivals or 247. Regardless, he was a five-star kid. He mm-hmm. requested – He was the biggest biggest recruit Florida had on, on the year. Oh, Lord. So this kid well, – well, and their second big – I'm sorry to interrupt you, but their second biggest kid was the one that was filming himself on Instagram and, and uh, two, saying – Two quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks. Yeah, two quarterbacks. My God, Sunbelt Billy, tighten up. Yeah. Sunbelt Billy lost both of his quarterbacks. So Florida quarterback Jaden Rashada requested a release from his national letter of intent Tuesday night after a $13 million name, image, and likeness NIL deal fell through. The person familiar with the situation told the Associated Press, this story's everywhere, it's real. Jay, they were going to pay this kid $13 million. And that, see, and that's unheard of because I thought that um, through a, you know stuff on the internet and sources close to him and whatever, you know, you can take it how you want it. It could be true. This $13 million could be true. It could not. I don't know. But I thought Arch Manning, who had an $8 million four-year deal at Texas, was the biggest one I've ever heard of. This is crazy. Yeah. And it, it makes sense it fell through, but say it's just half of it. You know what I mean? Say it's six around six million. You know, yeah. like it's still crazy. I remember that's, when that's, Nick, that's still crazy, man. I remember when Nick Saban two years ago came out and said, "Well, our quarterback's already got a million dollar deal." He was talking about Bryce Young at the time, and I remember thinking, mm-hmm. "Okay, this is real because dudes are making M's." You know, but thirteen million dollars, Jay, for this kid. He was already committed to Miami, and uh, he flipped. And then signed with the Gators on December twenty first, uh, twenty first, and he signed a like this is this was all in in like uh he signed a deal with the Gator Collective like this was all in writing and they breached contract and I'm and I heard uh Matt Muscona say there's gonna be lawsuits over this 
Oh, I don't doubt it, man. Yeah, when we're talking big money, you know what I mean? It's thirteen million dollars. I mean, you you take. I mean, this is this is just crazy, man. I mean, don't you love seeing the Gators burn a little bit, though? Oh, you. Oh, I, I like that, me. That's my favorite, you know. <laughs> I like that. That's one of my favorite uh, things. Florida and then um, A and M when they they all over the transfer portal, you know. Yep. And uh, I think they so, led the SEC in transfer transfer leaves, right? Well, I was going to tell you that. So we were talking about transfer, and I was going to say that LSU. So LSU is they, they've they've lost seventeen guys to the transfer portal, which seemed like a big number, you know. Um. Which I mean, I thought it pretty. I thought it was a pretty big number. Um, you know, they they lost seventeen guys, but they picked up eleven. You just went over the eleven, and we, um, you know, we 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 talked about the pros of all of them. I mean, I don't know the the cons, but we should talk about the pros of all the players that uh come to LSU. So so that's twenty eight total people in the transfer portal either entered or or picked up. You know what I'm saying? So Florida has fifty guys. In the transfer portal so they picked up some and they, they lost some so out of 50 guys how many people has florida lost if you had a guess just a number oh my god i mean they picked up they picked they picked up some you know give me the number jay 43 have entered the transfer portal they picked up seven yeah so what in the hell's 40, going on over there i don't know but you know i thought that was bad i thought that had to be the worst right yeah i mean a and m has lost six 47 in the transport pool this year. Jesus Christ. And they've picked up two, Rob. They picked up two. What? In the, oh, I love that. Because, look, A&M, everyone knows that listens to this. They have slid into my most, like, <laughs> yeah. I hate A&M. They live rent-free in my head, and I don't care, and I'll own it. But uh, seeing these two schools, seeing Jimbo Fisher maybe on his last leg here and going and hiring the neck brace from Arkansas and – uh, Sunbelt Billy, <laughs> Sunbelt Billy wanting him to buy a Ferrari quarterback, and he's only got Kia Sophia money. I mean, I I love that. That's wild. That's wild to me, man. I mean, I think LSU is you know they haven't really lost any significant guys in the transfer portal to me. You know what I'm saying? All the guys you listed that they I don't know if you listed anybody they lost. I mean, we can we go over the 17 that they lost real quick. I mean, they lost um, Jordan Tolls, who was supposed to be, you know. Supposed to be good. Philip Webb, um, Jack Vesh had significant playing time, but he, he didn't really start. Um, uh, who else? Cole Taylor played a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean the casual, the casual fan. It's going to be Cam 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 Wire started at the beginning of the season, so yeah. you know that was probably one of the biggest licks. Walker Howard, Cordell Thomas, who was a five star kid coming out of high school. They lost him, but he never really he's never panned out. I don't know if it's if it's if he wasn't if he's overrated in high school or the development wasn't really good for him at the LSU. I don't know. Um so Marcus uh Dumerville, that's a that's a pretty uh, tough loss, I think, offensive line. He was a backup, but yeah. you know but a quality depth player. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, like you said, the, the cornerback from um, Syracuse, the cornerback from from uh, Ohio State, Johnson, you know, Aaron Anderson, uh, that, that defensive tackle from uh, West Virginia, Jordan Jefferson, yeah. who is, you know, he's I think he's 6'3", 305, and I think he, you know, he, he squats like 800 pounds, and this is crazy or, or something. It's something crazy that he's, he's, he's real strong, man, real – Good guy. So I don't think he'll start next year. I think that you know Mason uh, Smith and um, 
uh, Wingo a start, but I think that Jacoby Guillory and Jefferson will be your, your your two guys coming off the bench. You, you know, three and four guys. You said so. That's what I. That's what I. You said Mason Taylor tight end, right? No, Ma- no, no, no. Mason Smith, a defensive. Oh, back. okay. I was like, wait, wait, wait. What? But anyway, no, Mason. Speaking Smith, of tight play. ends, Jay, what? Everyone yeah. knows Arik Gilbert, right? Arik Gilbert, man, he just committed today to Nebraska. Did he commit? Yeah, he committed today earlier. Jesus Christ! Did so? Did Going he? Going to Nebraska to go to Matt Rule, baby. Does he get two rings with Georgia? Or he left the Georgia program earlier, didn't he? I don't know, man. Dude, there's so much no to keep idea. up with. Yeah, I don't know. I know he was on the team last year, 100. percent I know that. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't. I don't. He said, I don't know what, what, um, whatever. I don't know how, what, what, when they, if they declare for the uh, transfer portal, if they still consider him on the team, yeah. I don't know how that works. Let's, uh, no let, let's try to do with the meeting of the minds a Reed Gilbert timeline. <clears throat> so goes to LSU, mm-hmm. plays a year, the COVID year, right? Yeah, he played Starts. four or five games. You remember, he started off hot. He had like five touchdowns and like almost, probably almost 30. Catches in like four or five games, which was probably the best start of a tight end LSU's ever had. Yeah, and Miles Brennan got hurt. Uh, then they had to go to TJ Finley, and they wasn't throwing in the ball. And and he just said the hell with it. He he pretty much quit after the, about the fifth or sixth game. They wasn't even getting the ball. Committed to Florida. And, uh, committed to Florida. Yeah, and uh, that fell through. Decommitted. He committed. End up going to Georgia. Committed to Georgia, where he's from. He's from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Jay, is this isn't this kid like the highest recruited tight end and forever? Yeah, he's the highest. He's the highest rated uh, tight end recruit in recruiting history as far as uh, since like two thousand one, two thousand two, since they started giving players uh, actual stars and rankings and stuff. I think he's the highest rated tight end. So this kid ends up going to, back to his home school in Georgia. And he's sitting, mm-hmm. and then they just so happen to have a freshman All American Brock Bowers, who yeah yeah like they go to like they go to him. You know what I mean? They use him for jet sweeps. They use him for pitch plays. They throw the ball to him up the seam every other play. And they and they got another kid who's probably going to go in the first round this year. And Mister Washington, Darnell Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's uh what's his so, what's his height and weight? Washington. Yeah, is he like six eight? I think he's six seven two seventy two seventy five. I think so. He's like LeBron James uh, when he was with yeah, the Heat. About, yeah, about like about like Gronk. I mean, outside <laughs> of Gronk, Christ. Yeah. Yep. And you know, NFL, they uh, he doesn't have as much production as Brock because they don't go to him as much. But they they'll draft on um, on talent. Yeah, on just talent. like just like a high school. Yeah, just like a high school pitcher coming out of high school. They they don't know how good he's going to be, but just potential. They're going to draft him on potential. They draft on potential. So, Eric Gilbert trans. Uh, on his fourth commitment, but third school, Nebraska. Uh, man, I, I wish the best for him now. Now he's not in the SEC, to be honest. Go see Matt Rule. Go see Matt Rule. He'll probably be an All-American there. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, Jay, have you been watching any LSU basketball? Let's start with the girls. Have you been watching any women's oh, LSU girls? basketball? Yeah, I've actually watched. What's sad is that. You know, I started watching LSU boys basketball, and they started off pretty good. Because uh, I didn't think they was going to be as good this year. I thought, you know, they, at the end of the year, before Matt McMahon got there, they, he had three guys on the roster, three out of 15 guys. You know, everybody entered transfer or the NBA draft or whatever. Yep. 
he he got thirteen guys in like was it six weeks or something? Very fast. Yeah, it was something crazy. So I thought, you know, if this guy goes five hundred, to be doing a good job. Yeah. And and he started off. They started off hot. They started off, I think, like twelve and one. You know, they lost to Kansas State in uh in like the Bahamas or something like that or some tournament. It was like a weird uh, loss. Like LSU inbounded the ball and then. They end up making the shot to go into overtime. The, the referees reviewed it and said they they didn't start the clock, so they gave him the loss, which I've never even heard of that before. And uh, so I saw, okay, well, then, then they played Arkansas. I didn't watch the Arkansas game. I think I was working nights. And Arkansas was number nine at the time. LSU beat them by three. And um, Arkansas's best player was out. So I was like, okay, you know, it's still good. They, they beat a top we'll, ten team. We'll take it. We'll take it. And everybody was fired up. I remember Jordy and, and – um, Man, Moscona. This is see, a, I told this you, is a tournament this is, team. This is the right guy. This is the right guy. And I was thinking, man, well, they had their best player out. I mean, that you know, I mean, if you beat the if you beat uh, you know, the Bulls with Jordan and the Mounties, are you really beating the Bulls? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying this guy's Jordan. I'm just giving you an example. So anyway, they play at Kentucky, and then Kentucky. They, oh, I watched that game. They almost beat. They play really good against Kentucky. And I thought, oh, okay, well, damn, they are pretty good then. Then I realized that Kentucky is not that good. That's right. Um, Texas A&M, they got beat by them by, you know, they got beat by them by 13. They got beat. Florida was a bad loss. They got beat Florida at home by uh, 12, and they, they played bad. Then they got blown out by Alabama. I tried to watch that game. I ain't, I, I, I couldn't watch that one. I didn't, and then I didn't watch the one against Auburn. Um, two blowouts they lost in a row. That one. Yeah, two blowouts in a row. So they got a long ways to go, man. I think this coach, as far as the X's and O's go, I think he's better than the last two we've had. I think he's better than uh, than uh, what's his name, Johnny, uh, Will John, Wade. Johnny I think. Jones and Will Wade. Oh no, no, yeah, way better than Johnny Jones. And then yeah. Will Wade. Will Wade was a recruiter, and a Will motivator. Wade, if you want, yeah, kind of a motivator. If you watched him, they was Will Wade had like an NBA style coaching. Like whoever had the ball is like ISO and one on one matchups and stuff like that. This guy, they, they move the ball. They play really hard defense. They just, they just ain't got the guys yet, Rob. I just, and maybe and they should have given him time. Uh, they shouldn't. He shouldn't be on the hot seat or anything. Yeah, we're not. Year one, we're not going to. No, no, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Especially when you only come in the, in the three guys. You know, I mean, it's like Kelly coming in to thirty nine guys on the roster out of eighty five scholarship players. You coming in at thirty nine guys. I mean, God no. Doesn't it? Uh, but, doesn't mean, it make sense for Mister uh, Matt McMahon coming from uh, Murray State? You know, mm-hmm. and the and what he did at Murray State, like he had John Morant, but he won he won for years at Murray State, and he didn't always have John. Yeah, Morant. yeah, they, so yeah, yeah. They always made a tournament, and they, I mean, they didn't make no deep runs. But I mean, coming from a small school like that, always making that'd be like that'd be like Louisiana Tech, always making the tournament. Be like, dang, so that's good. Doesn't it make sense for him to know the X's and O's because he's never really had the Jimmy? Yeah, Jones? yeah, yeah. And we, we've always, you know, people's always said that if LSU could get a guy from a small school who's a, a really good coach that knows the X's and O's to come and get the talent that LSU can bring in, then then LSU might have something. So we don't know. I don't know yet. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, SEC is a different animal, man. Yep. Even though even though that big boomer on Twitter, even though he said that the best team in the SEC would get beat by the worst team in the Big 12, you know, he said that. But so, okay. look, that dude is the <laughs> ultimate Twitter troll. He is yes, great, great at it, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
So okay. well, SEC, SEC has some good quality opponents, man. Because I mean, they, they play the next game. They play uh, Tennessee at home. Tennessee's number nine. Who they're they're pretty good. I watched them a little bit this year. And they play at Arkansas again, and that's going to be revenge. Then they go to Alabama later on in the year. That's not going to be good. Yeah, we so, got in, in the middle of that. You got the SEC Big Twelve Challenge with against Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, it's not going to we'll get see, easier. Man. It's going to be bad. No, no. So if he does finish the year twelve five hundred, then that'd be great. I just I don't know. All right, we got a goal set. We got a goal set. Uh, But uh, moving to women's basketball, the goal is a little bit different, it seems. Than (laughs) yes, yes. I mean, you take you you taking a team that uh, Kilmoki coming to a team that won what like six games. They won six games uh, before she got there. Six or seven games. I can get that. If they fired Nikki, it wasn't. Or maybe they only won nine, five or six nine and, thir- nine and 13. Nine and 13. How many was in the SEC they win? Six and six. Six and eight in the SEC. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I thought. Six games in the SEC. So now they, they you know, they was pretty good. They made the second round of the tournament, I believe, last year. 26 and, and six. Um, yeah, they was pretty good last year. You know, they got ranked. And uh, so now, right now, I don't know if anybody's been following them. Uh, they are the number three team in the country. And uh, they are uh, eighteen and zero for the first time in uh, women's history. You know, Simone and them they started off seventeen with Simone and Sylvia Fowles, and they they started off seventeen and zero back in two thousand two or two thousand three, two thousand four. I can't remember, but they started off seventeen and zero, and they lost to Arkansas the next game. But so they uh, so they they're eighteen and zero right now. And that girl that, that transfer from Maryland, Angel Reefs, she's six foot three, and she uh, she has eighteen double doubles. So Sylvia Fowle, she's had twenty-seven as a record set at LSU. So she's on pace to beat that right now. All right, Jay, let me let me read you what's really impressive. Okay, so to okay. be in okay. the SEC, cool, okay, cool. You're 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 six and zero in the SEC. Cool. That you know that that happens. But listen to the mm-hmm. scores, Jay: sixty-nine to forty-five, 80, <laughs> eighty-eight to sixty-three, seventy-four mm-hmm. to thirty-four. That was 60, that was bad. Huh? That was the A&M game. That was like, I think it was 30, 38 to 10 in the first half or something. It was bad, man. I like that. Me. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Jimbo was there. Yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> 67 to 48, 77 to 57, 84 mm-hmm. to 54. Jay, they're beating everybody by yeah, 20 they, to 30 they, points. They dominate, man. That's crazy. And, and I said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that, you know, we talked about who could be the first coach to win national championship. And I said, Kim Mulkey, probably because this year she has a, a shot to win it, you know. But next year, Angel Reese will be a junior. Flage uh, Johnson, from uh, uh, she's the best freshman. She's having about 14 or 15 a game. She'll be a sophomore. Uh, then they pick in that girl from uh, North Louisiana, from Parkway, where Brandon Harris went to school. Yep. She's the number one overall player in the, the country. She's averaging 31, 32 points a game. She's six foot one. And I asked my dad, because my dad watched Simone Augustus in uh, high school, you know. And he said it's the best player female he's ever seen in his life. But they had another girl, if you remember, she went to Duke, I believe. Her name was Atlanta Beard. You remember her? Yep. She, dad said she, now Michaela Coleman from Parkway, yeah. she might be just as good as, as uh, Atlanta Beard. I said, no kidding, man. I, I said, that's, that's crazy. So anyway, so out of the, the recruiting class, I don't follow women's basketball recruiting. So I, I, this is just this year because it's, it's in the headlines. So I, I'm ESPN ranked top 100 girls. Kim Mulkey has four in the top 75. She has a number one player overall. Michaela Coleman from Parkway, she has a number five player from New York who's six foot five. She has a number 30-something player. Um, and then she has a number 73 player also from New York. She's six. 
I think she's five nine or so, and the other girl six one. So she's gonna have some. Next year is gonna be the year, really. Look, look, and I, I said Jay Johnson, and I'll give you some stats. To sh- um, we are the betting favorite to win the, the Natty this year in baseball. So no, no, yeah. Jay needs to Jay needs to do it because it looks like Mulkey's gonna do it sooner than later. Just yeah, for I our mean, betting, just for what we said. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if Jay Johnson wins enough, you be the first one. I'll be like, hell yeah, man! I, I won't. No, I want Jay Johnson to do good, man. All right. So, uh, but really, look ahead. Uh, our girls are about to play Arkansas. They've already beaten them by twenty. They're about to play all these teams. They've already kind of beat. But Sunday, February the twelfth, I will be tuning in. South Carolina yep. number one versus LSU number three. South Carolina's held the throne for a while. There's a little bad blood between their coach and Kim Mulkey yeah. because of some comments her co- their coach made. And I cannot wait to watch yep. that game, Jay. Yeah, she better that South Carolina coach better better enjoy her reign in the SEC because it's about to come to an end either this year or next year. I think she knows that deep down, and and, and that's yeah. fueled some of the hate that because, she's fueling. Because South Carolina was better than they were last year, and LSU was is not as good as they were last year, and LSU lost to them by two, I believe. Oh my God, I didn't know that. So, so this year, she uh, coming for it wasn't. So it was in Baton Rouge last year, but this year it's going to be in South Carolina. So we'll see, man. Like I said, that game is going to be on ESPN, by the way. Yeah, ESPN. <laughs> One uh, o'clock. On yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Pretty excited about that, Jay. While we're touching on that, I got to talk baseball a little bit. Okay. Some crazy, just crazy statistic came out. D one. Well, by the way, D one baseball come out and look. If you follow football, there's. AP this and coaches poll that. In baseball, what you were ranked off of is through D1 baseball. The official ranking came out, LSU baseball number one. I listened to a podcast where Kendall Rogers came on. He's a a, a writer for D1 baseball. And he said it was close. It was, de- it was you know, a slight debate for them or Tennessee. But he said it, was, it wasn't a landslide by no means. But LSU baseball was a clear number one there for them to come out as number one. But D1 Baseball also tweeted this, and this is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And uh, D1 Baseball, they asked every program in the country, I guess they sent this to the coach in college baseball, who they thought would win the 2023 Men's College World Series. 261 programs responded, and there was a clear favorite. 261 teams responded. LSU Baseball got 139 votes. Second place, Tennessee Baseball the Vols got 26 votes, Jay. It is, uh, you know, it, it's kind of weird to say we're the chalk. We're the betting favorite. Everyone is scared of our lineup. We have a clear 1-1. Look, I know Bregman was good, but he wasn't even the first overall draft pick. And, uh, no, you know, everyone knew he was going to be a high draft pick, but we got the clear, unanimous. I listened to D1 Baseball's podcast. It's a no-brainer. Dylan Cruz is 1-1. You got the number one freshman in the nation last year who holds the NCAA record for home runs. Tommy Tanks is going to be your starting third baseman. You got Trey Morgan at first base. You got Zach Pearson in right field. You got an unbelievable pitching staff. LSU was missing a pitching staff. You got Grant Taylor. You brought in Thatcher Hurd. You brought in Christian Little. You got dudes making leaps and uh, Paul Skeens, by the way, from Air Force and all first team All American. You got so, so did uh. That uh, heard he got hurt last year or something. Yes, and yep. They, they, they said he, he they might go number one next year. Like you know what I'm saying. Correct. He has a potential to if he plays yeah. that well this year. He he's that kind of talent that will probably be like our Sunday guy this year or Saturday guy this year. 
It's I mean it's 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 unbelievable that Paul Skeens, Tommy Tanks, Dylan Cruz are all in the same lineup. You got guys like Gavin Dugas who hit 19 home runs in the SEC two years ago are fighting for a spot on our roster. I mean it, it's a the it's it's a cheat team is what we've been saying it worked. It's 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 unbelievable. Jay Johnson shot some lifeblood into this program, and. All I hear from just people who know way more about it than me, people who are plugged into the program, former players, is that he works 18 hours a day. He doesn't have kids. He's not even married. He has a girlfriend. And all he does is work. He's not going to his daughter's soccer game. He is grinding. And it's showing. We got the best team in the country. Every program in the country thinks we have the best team in the country. And we are going to dirt nap people this year. Get your popcorn out. It's going to be a blast. I'm so fucking excited. Jay, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think they're going to be really good. Man, I just, I just hopefully they, they're as good as as, we, as you're saying and everybody else is saying. You know, it's a lot of pressure. Just, uh, to- yeah, it's a lot of pressure to be number one. You know, even even like you said, going into the going into it last year, uh, um, uh, Tennessee was a clear cut number one favorite, and they lost what in the Super regionals to who? Notre Dame. Year. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, you got to handle baseball's hard. Baseball. Baseball's hard to win it, man, because it, it's it's talent on the roster. It's who can stay healthy, and it's who can get hot at the right time. And who who made Ole Miss, who barely even made the tournament last year, won it all. Won it all, man. I, I that, agree. That was crazy. It, it it's very so. hard, but one thing, what you can control is having the most talent. What you no, do. yeah, that's great. I mean, that's, a, that's, not a, that's not a bad problem to have, no. That's right. It, it is hard. It's going to be hard. Like I said, oh, Tennessee last year is one of the best teams I've ever seen play. They were uh, – it was unbelievable. Yeah, it I watched them play in person. I mean, I watched them play live. They were – they every person on their lineup felt like they well, hit Jay, the ball hard well, Jay, like Dylan Cruz. Well, Jay Johnson said when he played Ole Miss in the year, that's the best team he played all year, though. Yeah, I know. I was there. It was terrible. <laughs> I was there uh, the Friday game, bro. I was there, and like, we lost like eleven to nothing. It was brutal. But uh, yeah, you're right. And we've seen veteran teams win in Omaha, like whether that yeah. be St- uh, Coastal Carolina. You know, it, it all it all yeah. it all matters. But Jay's got in there and shot some life into the program where Palmineri was sleeping on his uh, resting on his laurels. So um, very excited for baseball, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah you, but you know what? This number one, Jay. You know what I hope they have. Yeah, I hope they have exactly. that number one swag, that 20 LS, 2011 yeah. LSU football, that that swag, that Tyran Matthew, Mo Claiborne, that that uh, 2009 LSU baseball, 2009 LSU baseball, 2014, 15 Alex Bregman's last year. They had that. They were number one most of the year. Yeah, that, that, was like, my, that was my that was my favorite uh, team so far. You know that, that 2009, obviously. What, what was crazy what was a crime about the 2009 team is they didn't have the SEC network, so we couldn't watch them. That's right. You know we couldn't. We only watched about nine games that year because it was tournaments and big games, and they played Magnese and stuff like that. And they was so much fun to watch. They they played gorilla ball. They was mashing that thing out, man. And then my second favorite team was that uh, Bregman's last year. They lost to TCU. Correct. Uh, they had Jared. Uh, Jared Poche threw the ball over the first baseman twice. Yeah, and what's his name from uh from Barr played on that team. Couldn't couldn't find a position for him, but he was one of the most talented ones on the Mr. team. Mr. Foster. 
Jared Foster, you know, um, they was they was really fun to watch. I watched a lot of them. I also say that's the ugliest LSU baseball team they ever had. Oh, because Connor Hill was um, uglier than homemade soap. Yeah. <laughs> and that Savick was the catcher. Savick looked like a fucking ninja turtle. Yeah. Uh, no, he looked like the hunchback of Notre Dame. He looked like but, the hunchback uh, of Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, there was some ugly stuff. 2017, 2017 was a, a, a fun year to watch, but it just was so – Man, they played that small ball, and the only dude they had on the team was Dykeman. Yeah. They had Kramer Robinson at, at, at shortstop and uh, Cole Brennan at, at second. I like Cole Brennan, but he just wasn't. Zach like Watson, Brennan, even he hit for power a little bit, but it was still – he stole, they stole bases and yeah. didn't run. It was a yeah. different team. So I know, man. It was just different. Man. So, hopefully they get back to that, you know, Bregman and, and you know, uh, 2009 and the way they can hit – I'm not saying hit – no, I'm not saying hit 100 home runs a year, but, you know, He'll hit that thing, you know. Coach, Tommy Tanks, Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan, Braden Jobert, Zach Pearson. Uh, I don't know about Trey Morgan. He, he only hits what, what? No, I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not, I think he hit like I'm, nine home runs last year. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he, he, I just don't. The only problem with him, he's, a, he's the most athletic first baseman else he's ever had, probably. You know, he's he's his for average, really good. But he just, I just don't see him getting drafted in the pros for a first baseman because he can't hit for power. Yeah, he, I, he I needs don't to play. It. He'll have to play a corner outfield spot, and they better need a hitter because he's yeah. going to hit for power. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. So say he is for average and great, but I just figure you know the first baseman, you know, got to get that thing out of the park, baby. I agree. <laughs> but usually you put us. You got to be like a uh, Jerry Dyron, You know what I'm saying? That's right. You got to be the king and the ritter. Yeah. Look, the. It's weird to – Cade Beloso, I saw him today in pictures warming up at first base. And Jay, he's not even going to see the fucking field. Isn't that crazy to say? Cade Beloso, Beloso? Was, our, was our best hitter two years ago. Yeah. And and one thing I was going to tell you, that is it's Gavin uh, Gavin Guidry, right? Yep. From Barb. He's what, 6'4", right? 6'4", no, maybe 6'5"? 6'2". Oh, I thought he was tall, man. Oh, I, was like, I wouldn't think – I wouldn't think that um, – Monero would recruit nobody over six foot to play shortstop. Yeah, that's well, right. He, li- he, he listed he listed Bregman at six one, but he ain't no six. That's some just five nine. <laughs> remember, remember when we was tailgating and uh, Poche he listed him to six foot. And he walked by me. He was about he was about up to my eyebrows. Yeah, but there ain't no way this dude's six foot. He sure <laughs> did. Jared Poche is five ten tops. Monero used to measure the same way as a uh, Vince McMahon on WWE measure. <laughs> But yeah, Maneri probably told so, everybody he was six foot. That little leprechaun. Yeah, <laughs> what's crazy is that that's what I remember. I told you when they hired Jay Johnson, I said, "Oh, Rob, they hired another little little man." Well, little man sent him to recruit these little piss ants. And he started re- reassuring me, "No, look, he's recruiting these big uh, gorillas." And I said, "Okay, all right, all right. Well, I'm sort of liking more. And I like him a lot more now." But Jay, what if Jacob Berry would have stayed? Oh man, I liked him. Yeah, sixth overall pick. Dude hit twenty something home runs. Last no, year. yeah, no, you know, you gotta go, man. You gotta for sure. He he go. came there with a one year plan and he did it. Sixth overall, man, that's a big yeah. deal, man. That's big money. Yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah baseball twenty one twenty nine days. Jay to first pitch. I'm excited. They open up with Western Michigan, and then the second weekend, which is uh, they usually go to stuff like this earlier, but they're going to the Round Rock so, Classic. Where's that at? That is in Round Rock, Texas at Dell Diamond. That's a minor league field, and they play Kansas okay. State, Iowa, Ooh. and Sam Houston. Well, that's a good one. Yep, and Sam Houston State on Sunday, so pretty big You going? Uh, that is the weekend before I get on turnaround, and yes, I probably will go. So so they play in the Shriners every other year, and they played last year, right? Yes, they played last year. I went. Okay. They don't They don't have any big uh, big 
series like against Texas or nothing like that this they year? They play Texas in midweek early, right after that. So they play on the Round oh, Rock. Okay. They play Round Rock Classic Friday, the second week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then on a Tuesday they go to Austin and play Texas midweek. Okay. And uh, what I'm pretty excited about, they got a true freshman, the number one pitcher out of the state of Texas, Chase Shores, could be starting midweek. It could be Christian Little, the Vanderbilt transfer. But what I'm getting at is we're not throwing no fucking kid in midweek against Texas. Some a dude, our, 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 we are doubled in staff depth as in dudes. That, that's that's gonna make a break them this year, man. That's is a the, fact. Is the the pitching staff has to stay healthy? Because that that big who's that big kid from Arkansas that you like so much? He hurt his ears on like midweek mid uh, year. Big, kid big black from, kid from. Oh yeah. God, yeah. He uh, he pitched at the. I watched him pitch against Texas and beat Texas. And uh, yeah. At, yeah, yeah, I can't. What was his name? What was his name? I, I can get it. Big real quick. kid, man. Six foot, six foot four, six five. Big kid, man. Yeah, I can get Hurt it. Hurt his give arm. Me, give me one second. Hurt his arm, man. So he and while I'm getting his name, he played a couple years ago for Palmineri, and he was the number one kid from Arkansas. And yeah, he when, was. When I tell you, Jay, he come in he threw, and he shut Jaden Hill. What he threw a curve? Jaden Hill. Hill threw threw like a ninety eight. I mean, 98, 89 uh, curveball or something like that. Something was crazy. Throwing 98 at Minute Maid Park. I was there live. It was electric. He shut. He came in the game and shut Texas down. 6'4", 233. Jaden Hill. Yeah, I, he thought, was, I, thought, I, thought, I remember he's a big kid. And, you know, they, they just keep their guys like that healthy, you know, like, uh, you know, kid from Air Force, all that, you know, so. Crazy thing. So, so you're saying, so, so you saying that uh, we're not going we're not gonna to have a, a kid uh, who was about the same size as me in high school. Six one, uh, one fifty five on the mound. No, nope. or their ace. No, nope, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have Paul Skeens, who's six six two thirty five, is gonna be on the bump for you. You're gonna have Mister uh, Thatcher Hurd, six four two hundred. You're gonna have Chase. <laughs> you're gonna have Chase Shores Day, number one kid yeah. from Texas. I was telling you about number one. Yeah, yeah. Think of all the high school baseball players are in Texas. Jay. Oh yeah, no, no. Number one player in yeah. Texas, Chase Shores, six okay. eight two fifty. Damn. That's a real that's a six, real six eight two fifty. Read it. Go to go online. I'm looking at it. No, I'll, I'll agree with that. Six that's eight as that kid. two fifty. He's almost the same size as uh the guy you played in high school basketball. Almost, but he don't oh. he dunked on me, put his nuts in my face. But Jay, <laughs> Grant Taylor's gonna start on the weekend, six three, two twenty. This is you know Damn. Christian Little from Vanderbilt, six four, two ten. I mean, this is different. Oh yeah, this it ain't no Palmineri's team. Huh? Yeah, I'm I'm so excited, man. I mean, we're we're back. Got some big dudes, though. Let's I go. mean, Ryan Ryan Terrio, who's who knows probably more about LSU baseball as a fan because they played there, but also as a fan. So wouldn't you think that he was he's one of the most knowledgeable LSU baseball uh, voices out there? Yeah, right? he's as plugged in as it is too. Huh? Yeah, he's plugged in too to the program. With you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He said he hasn't got to watch him play a lot. I said in an interview, he hasn't got to watch him play a lot. But he said he talked to a, a, a scout who scouted him in, in you know, uh, Little League and, and, and high school, and he's told Ron Terrio that this is the most talented team he's ever seen LSU have. Yep. I mean, it's so fact. So we'll see. It's a fact. No, I know, I know. But but the, the one thing that just keeps coming, people saying, I've seen people say it, that, you know, championships are won on paper, which is, you know, we have to we – have, See you know product on the field, and that's what I want to. I'm excited to watch, and hopefully you know. I know and live up to the hype. Remember this, LSU. Will, you don't you don't you don't want to be like Tennessee, the best team that never was. You know you don't want to be the 
the best team that ever was, you know. That's right. They, and this team, coached by Jay Johnson, he's a lot different than Tony Vitello's bitch ass. He's, no. he's going yeah, no, no, to – I want him to have swag. No, no, I'm not. I'm just talking to, to people, not really you. The, they, they're going to have – I want them to have swag, but they're not going to have that abrasive cockiness that Tennessee had last year where they're hitting balls in the gap and flipping out off the center fielder and, you know, like it, it was speaking, a little much. Speaking of swag, did you see that uh, video that went viral, them, them uh, at nine and under team? Them fucking basketball-playing oh. kids. <laughs> yeah. Look, I hate yeah, to, I hate to be this guy, Jay. I've watched that like 30 times, by the way. I hate to be this guy, Jay, but how much is the game that you and I played so much and love so much? How much has it changed? It's it's bad, man. That's bad. bad. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's like these new this new generation is like ruining the game, man. It's it's crazy that, and I hate to say this because he's I think he's a great guy, great player, whatever. But Steph Curry, he just Steph Curry and um, James Harden has ruined the game of basketball for the young kids. I think. You know, the, the it's, uh, watching you know, that video is so. It, it, even J, even even Jay Williams today on ESPN, he said, you know, when I went to uh, I went to the park when I was a kid, I was trying to do finger rolls and dunk and fadeaways like Jordan. He said, you drive by the same park that I was on, they're shooting half court shots the whole time, whole step time. back fadeaways and doing little floaters. I'm like, come on, man. There's one Steph Curry on the planet, and every kid thinks they can be. I here. know. I know. No defense. Shoot for half court. That's what everybody wants to do. So while, while you was talking about baseball, you know, I was listening, but we, I was looking up something for you. Um, that kid from Florida that uh, we talked about earlier, that transfer is getting $13 million. Okay. So if you break it down in four years, that's $3.25 million a year. Okay. In a, in a tra- so that is – he would be the he would be the third highest paid coach in the American Conference. Uh, uh, Jeff Scott from South Florida makes two point four. He's the third highest paid coach. Gus Malzahn makes two point three million. So this kid was um, about to make more than a national championship offensive coach. coordinator, Gus Malzahn, and went to yeah. a national championship game as a head coach in the SEC. Uh-huh. He was going to make more money than him. Yep, yeah, he would be. He would uh, be. <clears throat> The highest paid, higher than anybody in the Conference USA with North Texas, UAB, uh, Florida International, Rice. He'd be paid higher than anybody in the MAC with Toledo, Central Michigan, uh, Western Michigan, Toledo, $1.2 million is the highest. Mountain West, anybody in the Mountain West, Colorado State, Wyoming, San, San Jose State, uh, Wyoming, $1.6 million is the leader over there. In the Pac-12, no, nobody in the Pac-12, nobody in the SEC. In the Sun Belt, the highest paid is uh, uh, two two million. So, so, uh, so he'd be paid higher than anybody in the Sun Belt, in the Mountain West, in the MAC, um, anybody in Conference USA, and uh, and he'd be the you no, know, like what I say, the in whatever conference in America, he'd be the third highest paid in American conference. Unbelievable. Making more more money than almost probably out of 131 coaches, he probably make more than half of them. It's <laughs> fucking wild, and 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 Florida couldn't uh, pay no. the bill. Florida Florida had that BMW, and it got uh put on a, the back of the truck, and you know got it got repoed. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks for them. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, it don't suck. I'm like Dave. I'm like Dave Chappelle. You hate to hear it, but you love to hear it. Ah, uh, exactly right, Jay. We we before we get off, we got to talk a little NFL playoffs. Have you been watching any playoffs? Tell the truth. Yeah, yeah, I watched the, I watched Burrow play the other day, and um, I, I tried to watch the, uh, the the Bucks and Dallas, but I can't be going for Dallas. Man. You can't be watching so that. I, I, 
No, man, I can't. I like to watch Dallas whenever they're getting drummed. I don't like to watch them when they're doing good. Well, good news for you if you're a Cowboys. Uh, if you don't like the Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers are a four-point favorite this weekend. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen one where it's four and a half. Yeah, so uh, Caesars right now has got it at four. Uh, man, Bengals, Bills, Buffalo minus five and a half. Jesus, what a number. God, because when you watch the game, when the guy got hurt the other day, boy, Bengals came out blazing. Dude, I know. I, I mean, you can't say what the game would have been or could have been, but I really think the Bengals probably would have won that game. And they come out on fire, like you said. It breaks my I mean, heart. Uh, Hunt Palmer said he listened to a Joe Burrow interview, and he said that stadium before that game was the best pregame crowd he's ever seen in his career, including Tiger Stadium. And look, Joe owes us nothing. We owe him everything. He owes us nothing. And he and he know he's got to he's got to cater to the Cincinnati crowd. That's his crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and not mad at him for saying that. I'm not mad at him for saying that. But you know, it just hurt my feelings a little bit. You know, being that the nah. Florida game and the A and M game. But look, I, that place is probably yeah. pumping right now. They're fired up. They went from oh, being the oh, worst yeah, team in the NFL it. to being one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, I just like you said. I just I think that uh, it's great what's going on over there, and um, yeah. I know one thing. Well, they got to go to Buffalo. They got to go to Buffalo, so that's going to be hard. But yeah. I think they can do it. Right? Thirty-three degrees at kickoff. Yeah, a lot better than what was it about three or four weeks ago? Negative twenty-five or something. Yeah, that's a lot right. better than Thank that. God. <clears throat> so, uh, read finishing the lines: Eagles, Giants, Philadelphia, seven and a half point favorite, and Chiefs, Jaguars. Biggest line of the week: Kansas City, eight and a half point favorite. So, let's just pick winners real quick, Jay. <clears throat> and then we'll talk spreads real quick. Chiefs, Jags, who you got? I mean, I mean, I, I can go against the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a that's the I think that's the one seed versus like the seven seed or six seed or some shit. I, I, I get it. But yeah. hey, you know what I like? Forty degrees and rain. Get it sloppy and try the the Jags. Try to you know ease one out. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, division opponents: Giants and Eagles. Just a winner. Who you got? Man, uh, and I think, man, I think the Eagles beat them twice this year. I believe. Okay. It's hard to beat a team three times. The Giants. I, I, I'm leaning towards the Giants this game, man. Little oh, man. Giants, Icebox. Man, and, and I'll be the first to admit I'm wrong about something if I'm wrong. I did not think Daniel Jones was going to be this good coming from Duke. Me I did neither. not think. Well, they drafted this dude, and what's crazy is that I don't picture him as a Lamar Jackson or a Jalen Hurts or, or you know, a. Uh, uh, Johnny Manziel, or this, this athletic runner and quarterback, and they got like all kind of design uh, runs for him. Man, I watched that game. Yeah, that coach, he's an athlete. Like, coach. Yeah, I was like, but he's not that fast, but he's tough, man. He, he he's just fast enough to make you pay, and they run design yeah. plays for him where he can, you know. I know. Uh, that's yeah. uh, I guess the going into the next game, the you know a, a lot of unanimous around the league that some people either think it's Mahomes or you think it's. Uh, Buffalo Bills, how the hell am I uh, blanking Josh on, on Josh Allen's name? The best quarterback in the NFL, probably. Um, a lot, you know, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's athletic and big and strong, and they make design runs yeah. for him. So, uh, Bengals, Bills, who you got? Oh, he ain't going against Burrow, baby. Me neither, especially if I'm getting five and a half points, but that's neither here nor there. Um, got Bengals to win. Jay, Cowboys, 49ers. I'm assuming they're <laughs> going with the Cowboys. <laughs> No, hell no. I can't be rooting for Cowboys. I, I told you, Cowboys and uh, Bama, that's, that's two of the teams I'll never root for. All right, I got you. Uh, did Your dad, didn't, uh, you didn't get an Aikman jersey when you were a kid like me? No, no, he tried. I threw that in the trash meat. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I traded I trade an Aikman jersey in for an Ocho Cinco jersey. Okay, oh, I like it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, I, but just it's just hard to go against the 49. I mean, hard to go for the 49. Not go for them, but pick the 49 when they got a Mr. Relevant quarterback. But they're like six and zero with him. Yeah, the kids. Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, boy from Iowa State. Hey, boy. He's a he's oh, a hell of a college quarterback. I don't remember him in college. I don't. I don't. He's... I can't tell you the last time I watched. I watched. Uh, State you, you remember? You remember when uh, UL beat them first game, and they were like, "Yeah, Iowa so State was, was Iowa State." Yeah, Iowa State was picked to win the Big Twelve. They were turning yeah, Brock yeah, Purdy. It was top ten team. That's what I'm 10. saying. They were returning Brock Purdy, and they had the so number he, one. He, uh, they so had number he, one running back. Couldn't even, couldn't even beat ULL. He ain't worth the shit. Oh god! Oh god damn! But you like him? He's gonna beat the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I'd be the Cowboys. Hopefully, if it comes down to a kick for the Cowboys, right? Somebody said like. Uh, Cowboys and the Niners, like the Niners are like nine and two versus the Cowboys in like playoff games or something crazy. There's a lot of old timey like, rivalry, like in the playoffs with the Cow- 49ers yeah. and Cowboys. How how's it a rivalry? They nine and two. It's not a rivalry. <laughs> you're right. All right, so you got 49ers. I'm gonna pick against this. Uh, I think I agree. I'm I'm riding with the Giants too. I'm not. Look, I'm not believing in the Jalen Hurts bullshit. So I'm riding with you on all your same picks. I'm picking against the spread. I think Kansas City covers the eight and a half against the Jags. They're a cool story, but you know I think they're going to put that away in Kansas City. Give me uh, the Giants plus seven and a half because they're getting seven and a half. I'll, I'll take that all day. We picked them outright. Bills, yeah, I mean um, Bengals, and I'm I'm getting Joe Burrow and the Bills and five and a half points. I'm taking the points and Niners uh, minus four. I would take the Cowboys and the points. You know, I, Niners win a close game. I don't. I really don't have a reel in that game, to be honest. I'm pulling for the 49ers. Yeah, I don't either. I don't have I don't, a reel. Yeah, that's that's why I mean either. I just, I'm pulling for the 49ers just because, like I said. I yeah, fuck it. Our podcast, our rules. We're just pulling for the Niners. Yeah, it said, it said Cowboys are four, four, four away, and Niners are eight and one at home. All right, Jay. We gave our picks. We talked all kind of LSU sports. We talked college sports. We've talked NFL. You got anything else? No, just uh. Pretty soon, one of my favorite boxers is gonna be fighting Tank, baby. Who's that? Oh, uh, Ryan Garcia, King Ryan Garcia. You're right. So you're you're going for Ryan Garcia over Javante Davis? Yeah, man. I like I like uh, I like uh, King Ryan. I think he everybody calls him YouTube fighter. I think he's a uh, what you call? It? I think he's better than people think. I don't yeah. know if he's gonna beat. I don't think he's gonna beat Tank, but uh, I'm money team, but, baby. You money team, money team, baby. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what uh, Oscar De La Hoya 2.0 does. You know, Ryan Garcia is a likable guy. Like, and I, that's an I, I do, I do like you, man. He's likable, and uh, this is his first real test. Like, I mean, it's a big one. He told, he told, we he need told to watch Tank, that. He's too, he told Tank he's too ugly to be a champion. He's a real champion. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he told hey, him. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yep. Uh, All right, we need to watch that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. Jay, appreciate it. Good episode, and uh, we'll talk next week. All right, man. All right, dog.